Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today we're talking about being intentional as the steward of God's company. We have the responsibility of running the company for Him that He's given us. Jim Brangenberg visited a C12 Executive Roundtable last month and immediately asked me if I'd bring a couple of our C12 members into the studio today to share their insights into running businesses based on biblical principles. And uh, I'm delighted that we have uh, friends of mine, members of, the, of our groups. Uh, we have Burke Hedges, president of Equibor of America. And uh, they're the local leader in underground utility construction. And uh, hey, they're the guys who set those wires and pipes under our roads. And uh, uh, Burke, i got to tell you, that's a mystery to me. And that could be a show unto itself. Uh, also joining us for our discussion is Doug Burkhoff, Chief Financial Officer and, and one of the owners of Anizeo Healthcare Corporation. Um, and Doug, you guys are the, you're the experts in the ever-changing world of pharmaceuticals and compounding with operations both here and uh, in Las Vegas. So it's great to have you both on the show. And, and like to, I'd like to begin with a cornerstone-setting question, and that is, when did you make a decision to follow Jesus Christ and to make him Lord and Savior of your life. So, uh, Burke, why don't you, why don't you begin? 
Well, Ross, first of all, thanks for having me here. And I got to tell you something. You, you're quite the pro at this. Yeah. You, just, <laughs> you, you know, you, Jim will be back on Monday. Uh, all right. Very yeah. good. Well, it's yeah. great to be here. And uh, I, I called up my my wife just for verification on that question. And um, and and the date was, even though I'm a Catholic, the date was uh, April sixth. Of uh, 1993, when I got cornered, I mean, I was got cornered in a, in a restaurant by my buddy Tim Wall, and another gentleman, my name of Mike, and he just wanted me to confess with my lips that, hey, you, you've burnt. If you want to really live happy, joyous, and free, and without worries and stress and all that, you've got to confess. And I said, well, listen, I'm a Catholic. Are you kidding me? I've been baptized twice, for goodness sakes. I don't need to do that. And it, this whole ritual stuff, uh, I don't know about that. But I did it. And I'll tell you, without doubt, uh, I can pinpoint a single moment in my life that uh, I was infected with love and the Holy Spirit, and my life has been just—it's uh, been a lot of ups and downs. But I always have—I'm um, never alone, ever alone again, and that's so comforting to know. We're going to get back to that uh, because you've had a, an interesting life, and we'll we'll get into a little. Doug, uh, I, as I know your story, and uh, it's one that's a little different, having grown up. Uh, in a Jewish family. Yes. So, why don't yeah. you, yeah. Thanks, Ross. Um, you know, again, it's it's uh, it's great to be here. And I was told that, um, you know, there'd be no low blows. So, um, <laughs> it's know, all and, live and on the radio. If there are any, yeah. you know, there, there will be payback. You didn't yes, see the fine print, did you? <laughs> so, tell um, us, uh, just give us a, a quick uh, overview of, of that experience for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, for me, it's a, it's been, um, it, it's been a different journey. I grew up um, in a traditional Jewish household, um, and for me, uh, I did a lot of soul searching in college. and And uh, I think it was in my late twenties. I cannot pinpoint the mm-hmm. the exact year and and date as uh, Burke has. Uh, in any event, I I um, found a, um, a messianic uh, rabbi and and. Uh, he was doing a Seder, and uh, I was witnessing the Seder and, and was really connecting with it. And, and he was talking about the Christian perspective of the Last Supper and, and translating it to, to the rich traditions of Judaism. And uh, afterwards, I talked to um, Rabbi, and uh, his, his name was uh, Dr. John Fisher, and uh, I said, oh, well, this is great. This is kind of like a, a Jewish light. You know, you're kind of recognizing both faiths. And he said, um, not exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that started my, my new chapter, my new journey. And uh, I started attending a Masonic uh, a synagogue, one here locally, uh, Congregation or Kadash, and uh, became part of the, the Masonic movement. Um, and started developing this personal relationship with uh, um, with our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, um, or uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, which is his, his, uh, his Jewish name. And um, we, I, I, I think in terms of um, my uh, 
I, I'm continuing to uh, to build on that relationship, and uh, you know, every year I I, I become I, I feel as though that it's um, becoming more and more meaningful. So, um, you know, as as we get into more and more chapters, but um, yeah, it's it's been it's been uh, it's had a profound impact in my life. And I know that story as you shared it with me, and you have an opportunity to bring that richness of that Jewish faith to life as the Old Testament and the New Testament really come together. That's right. It's given um, life, if you will, to to the Old Testament. And uh, being a completed Jew, it's, it's, it's very special um, for me you know, to read the read um, books of uh, Matthew and John, and, and really and really capture the the, the, the Jewishness of it all. But um, it's it's uh, uh, it's been a it's been terrific, and um, you know, it it, sa- it had saved my life. Yeah, it's uh, and you've impacted many people, including your employees around you, and we'll get into that uh, in our second segment. But we need to. Uh Hey, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. I'm your guest host, Ross Harrop, one of your full-time C12 chairmen here in Tampa Bay, sitting in for Jim Brangenberg. Hey, thanks for listening uh, here in Tampa Bay and around the world. We've uh, been talking to Burke Hedges, owner of Equibor, and Doug Burkoff of Anazea Healthcare about stewarding God's company for him. So if you want to participate in today's discussion, text us during the show at 727-487-9863. Okay, let's get right back into it. Uh, by Let me start with... Uh, uh, talking about the Karis uh, Christian Books and Gifts. Uh, it's been located uh, and been part of the Largo community for over 29 years. It's been part of my life since I moved here back in 2011. And uh, it's located in the center of the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Elmerton Road in Largo. Their 2,400-square-foot store is open to the public. Yes, seven days a week. Check them out online at www.shopcaris.com dot com c h a r i s and remember every monday uh jim gives away a, a gift card to caris bookstore and uh you can get uh, a copy of jim's highlighted book at the store and he'll be back next monday and i guarantee that uh he'll have at least one book to uh to, to really feature okay so doug and uh to burke let's get back into it and you talked about your personal testimony. Tell us about how Christ is impacting your life today, both personally uh, and in the in the business. So, what, Doug? Go ahead. Why don't you start? Sure. Um, I think the the biggest um, thing that it it has um, done for me is just giving me a discerning spirit as I as I um, approach issues at work. Um, you know. With that perspective, you can see other folks, other other management styles, where that's built on on uh, fear or anger, and and I think that when you have this calming spirit um, and just trusting and surrendering in in our heavenly heavenly Father, um, there, there's a comfort associated with that, and you can have that in business, and it does reflect to other people, mm-hmm. and and with that. Other people are drawn to that, and they need that balance at work. 
Yeah, especially in our stressful lives, right? And there's there's a lot at stake. Uh, Burke, you just had some great news with some new opportunities that hit even today, but there were some slower months back in the spring, and it was stressful, and yet you had a peace about you. So what has that meant, uh, having Christ in, as a personal relationship for you? Well, for me personally, that relationship is... Back to the the mantra of the show, you either all in or you're all out. I thought that was pretty powerful because that relationship is about complete trust. And our God's not going to forsake us in the sense that everything happens for a reason and a purpose. And my human, selfish, self-centered, not getting done quick enough, and why is this happening to me? It's all, uh, that's not what it's about. I can rely on on God and as Doug was saying have that spirit of that calmness that it's this is all going to be okay it's 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 just exactly the way it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and trust so yesterday you know one of our employees uh high level uh was really freaking out because we were you know get payroll going on and the money wasn't coming in and so on and so forth and hey trust it's next thing you know a, a check comes in the mail. We get. Uh, we find out that we are uh, the federal FDOT certif- uh, certified, which is a huge deal for us. Uh, we got a huge contract today, all in 24 hours. And instead of you know getting all worked up and stressed out, which just sometimes just aggravates the situation, and that's the beauty about having uh, having God on on our side. We can trust in Him. So when that happens, whether it's the good, the bad, the ugly, how do you how do you share that testimony of yours? It's not in because we we know that not all your employees are Christian. Uh, everybody's on a different journey. But how do you then take the opportunity to share your faith with them in a way that's not preachy? But to just communicate, as I said in the intro, that in that cubicle, they're living their own life, and they may never go to church. You may be the only Jesus that they see. So there's someone driving across the bridge right now listening to this message. What would you say to them? How do you share that? Well, real real quick, one thing that we all have in common is we all have problems. The question is, who do we dump our problems on? Do we dump them on our kids, on our spouses? I mean, who do we turn to? And um, I, I know for me, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You either are or you're not. So there's a lot of closet. I know I was. I'm speaking for myself that I was just, uh, well, I was Catholic. And and I'll go up, show up on Sunday, and I try to do the next right thing. But sometimes I didn't. And it really wasn't until... I just surrender totally and um, know that I am not my problems. I am not my problems. That uh, that having a having a having a, a a solid rock foundation by which you can turn to, and that's one of the things that C twelve has really helped me tremendously is to be accountable in ways that I didn't didn't even know I could be. So just throw myself in a situation that uh, that others can hold me accountable to and I, I hope I answered the question but yeah. well it's very personal and, and yeah. as you said everybody has a problem and each of us has our story so how right. do you share that story in a, in a way that speaks to your faith without being preachy Doug 
Yeah, for me, I think relationship is key. If if you have a relationship with person with a person and they and they see that you're taking the time to listen, um, then you wait for their heart to be open enough to 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 really connect with them. Um, and for me, um, if I'm talking to another Jewish person, um, it's sharing with them that. Um, that they have the the shield of David, Magen David, uh, to protect them, and and if anything, I ask them to um, to 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 try to connect even with Judaism first, and from a religious aspect, and then we can talk about the good word and talk about you know the good news associated with taking it to the to the next level, which is becoming a completed Jew. So. Our tie is, the three of us, is through the C12 groups and our executive roundtable format that meets uh, in in various places around the greater Tampa Bay area for uh, one day a month. And uh, we're all going through, no matter what area, whether we're at the Senna Club or the Bayou Club or Tampa Palms, we're all going through the same material for a seven-hour day. So... How did you get involved in the C12 group? Who was instrumental in getting you into it? And uh, just kind of share because we get in it for different reasons. Somebody kind of sees that we have a need or whatever. So what was what was it? Doug, why don't you, why don't you start and, and then we'll go uh, right over to Burke. Sure. Um, for me, uh, the, the majority owner, Jake Beckel, at Anazea was a member and and he called me in his office and he said, you know, Doug, you're um, you've got game. You know, he he was like, you you you're um, in, in business. You're you're terrific. He says, but you know what? Um, I I think you're missing some balance. And uh, I'd like for you to try try the C12 group. And uh, and I I would have to tell you the first time it was a, it, it was a, a I felt. It was a long commitment to be there for you know a, a long time. I've been to Bible studies and you know and, and they normally don't last seven hours. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so in any event, um, I started attending and uh, I'm a relatively new member. I think I've, I'm a member. I think it's a little over a year now. Yeah. But, um, so for Jake, he saw that um, as an opportunity for me to to really drive the ministry, help him drive the ministry purpose through our organization. And uh, and C12 really does a great job in terms of um, communicating that footprint. Burke, for you, it was a little bit different. Outsider that you were doing business with. So share that just, just briefly. For me, I was introduced uh, to C12 by a great Christian and uh, Bart Azzarelli's uh, founder and CEO of uh, Dallas One, and he's, he doesn't sugarcoat things, <laughs> really. Sure. You, yeah. know, you know Bart. He says, um, call Ross and join C12. And and, and I said, well, and, and he, and just, you know, you lead by example, right? So I have a lot of respect for Bart. And so I called you. Next thing you know, I'm in C12. But you know, I think it was... We know when we have to do things, even though when we don't, in the flesh, we don't want to do it. It was time for me to do it. So that was, the, I think, the Holy Spirit intervening at a perfect time for me. It's just uh, talking about uh, Plan B or a life 
raft, you know, right when I needed it in, in, in the midst of, uh, in the throats of, of uh, just some people may call hell, but for me, C12 was just, uh, and you, by the way, Ron, you're an amazing individual, and that not only is a great coach and mentor, but uh, as you chair these uh, these uh, these sessions, that really has helped me in a very, very big way go through these troubling times. Well, we're going to go to a break in just a, a moment or so, but so, you know, you're a, you're busy guys. Why is it that you make it every month? And we just got less than a minute, but share how how do you decide because i know the evil one is 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 really coming and and saying well you know i got this today you got that today anything burke do you have well we can always find a reason right we can find a reason to a reason not to and when god's in the center of your life as it should be if you're if 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 our lives are like a like a wheel and the center is the hub and that's god then you got your friends your families your your fitness your your social time Next, but God is what makes everything else work, and so therefore it is the center, and and we act accordingly. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Doctor uh, Cruz Fana Suchet says that the evil one uh, every month and uh, is, is tells her why she can't go, and she says, "Doug, what? It's non-negotiable." That's what she tells yep. us every month. Uh, that it is for sure. Well. So to uh, the, those listening across Tampa Bay and around the world, uh, you're joining uh, Doug Burkoff and Burke Hedges, and uh, we're uh, talking a little bit about the C12 experience that they've had, but most importantly, we're talking about how it has affected them, how it has served them as they work uh, running their business intentionally as stewards of God's company. So. What element of the C12 roundtable, you come together seven hours and you're working on your business. And I know both of you are very good at working in your business, but you give that seven hours a day and we have people who are saying, there is no way. So you do it and you're intentional. It's non-negotiable. And I'm asking for you, Doug, what is, is there an element of that day that really is important to you? Well, I, I think everyone there... Um, is is fully engaged. Uh, they give them they give themselves fully to all of their endeavors. That's one of the reasons why uh, they're there. They want to make themselves better. And in order to do that, we we all are accountable to each other in a, in a respectful way. Um, and one of the things that I enjoy about our group, especially, is that there's a nice rhythm to the group. Um, uh, you've got a good group of people in, in, in our group especially and uh, so for me um, the coaching is um, is very personal um, and uh, it, and has, it has had a, um, a great impact in my personal life and in getting some other spokes of the wheel uh, um, balanced out but I think in terms of the um, what I enjoy most probably is just, just the peer involvement. Um, you're dealing with a, a group of people. They're all professionals. They're all um, intentionally there with all this, the, 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 uh, a common goal, which is to drive ministry through, through their organizations and how to do that. Yeah, and that's, that really is the key is creating a platform 
for you to do ministry. Uh, the definition that uh, that I like to use, and I've shared it with both of you, is ministry is meeting the needs of people where they are at using the unlimited resources of God. Sometimes that's prayer. Sometimes it's just coming along somebody with uh, uh, an affirmation right at the, at, at the right time. So uh, uh, God allows us to, uh, to really be out there uh, meeting people where they're at. Anything you want to add, or it, for, for me, as far as C twelve, it's uh, we've got to remember that we are our number one product, and how we carry ourselves, whether we're a parent or a, or a or a son or daughter or a business owner or an employee. You know, the better we become, and the more balanced we become, uh, the better we can serve, the more we can offer. So, C twelve not only does it offer tremendous, tremendous content from a leadership standpoint, because that's what we're learning to do. We're, we are, uh, Abraham Lincoln was once asked, if you had uh, three hours to cut down a tree, how would you go about it? You know, he said his response was, well, I'll spend two and a half hours you know, sh- sharpening our, my axe. And so C12 is about us sharpening our axe. You know, just living life, we get disconnected in a big way. So leadership uh, content and qualities are off the chart. Ministry uh, is is something that that's why we're here on earth is to minister to sh- and to share the gospel. That's why we're here and and I've been pretty pathetic. I got to tell you in the past, so I'm working on it, and that's why I'm part of C12 to get better at it. So that's that's my take on it. So we spent a lot of time, Burke, working on crafting our our vision statement, our purpose statement, uh, our our vision, our mission, whatever, we can get hung up on the terms, but being intentional about why we are in business and what drives us. And um, I guess what I'm, I'm wondering is, as, as you were in that process, um, when you came out of it, and I remember that was one of the first things we worked on together, and then you shared it with your staff about your intentionality of changing the culture. Um, how important was that for you, Burke? I, I personally think it was uh, it was a U-turn in the direction we were headed. Okay, uh, I did not. Uh, I I knew inside. I, I, although I didn't want to admit it. Okay, I knew the direction I was headed. I was headed to, you know, to, and I was cornering myself. So if you want to find a sunset, you don't keep working harder heading east. I mean, what we need is knowledge and education and truth to turn us around and start heading west, don't we? So for me uh, and for our company as a, respons- as a responsible owner to our employees, and you know, we have a 20-year business, we, we were fortunate enough to have you come in, and I figured, hey, if I'm now part of C12, I can't be a little bit pregnant. I, let's use all the resources C12. And I had you come in and help me craft that mission statement, that vision, and and we start uh, writing down our core values. and And it was there right at the beginning of what, January 2014, and and we just laid it, laid it out and lead by example. Now don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me what you're going to do. And and I had to be the first example. Yeah, it was that was a great staff meeting, and I think it was an eye opener for your staff. So, uh, 
We didn't. Keep, we didn't. We lost a few, by the way. Did you? Yeah, yeah. we lost. They weren't quite ready yet. <laughs> well, and that's a choice, isn't it? And yeah. and and uh, and I think that was your challenge to them that day that you'll help them, um, you know, find other employment if that's what they want. But uh, you know, in your industry. It was a big change. If, if you don't know who you are and what you stand for, how can somebody else know who you are and what you stand for? So this is what I stand for, and, and, and this is what our company's about, and it's not for everybody. But well, And I have to, to believe that the favor that you're finding right now is a result of that U-turn uh, that you made. Hey, uh, here's a question for you, Doug, and, and and we've talked about the importance of your culture. I've been at Anaseo, and you have the signs around in your your halls and in your, your lunchroom, and I, I remember that there's uh, uh, your core values are listed right there in your executive uh, uh, training room. And uh, so have any of these core values that, uh, that you've established, have they... Or how have they helped you uh, as the as you're filtering and making decisions? Any come to mind that you've had personal experience with? Doug? Um, sure. I mean, really, the the core values um, are meant to to shape your strategies and your decisions. Um, and. At times, you know, we have we have 130 employees, so at times it's difficult to to drive all that down to everybody. Um, but when we are um, making decisions, we had we had one situation where um, we were looking at a business opportunity and developing a partnership with someone, and we had found out that this uh, person was a was a felon. Um, however, he. He had a great idea. <laughs> so we were struggling as a group, and, and someone stood up and pointed to our core values. And right in our uh, executive conference room, it says, um, the, Lord, um, the Lord made the earth in seven days, and here are our, our seven core values that, are, that shape us. Um, ministry leadership, professionalism, um, responsibility, quality, and respect. And we pointed to that. Someone pointed to that and said, you know, this doesn't follow our, our core values. So in, in some respects, um, you know, it, it was a decision tree for us. So sometimes you can get uh, caught, you can catch yourself dovetailing and, and chasing material items. Well, I think that's what why we're here today and why I so appreciate you coming here, because it allows us to talk about the real life of a business owner. And, uh, Burke, uh, as I was listening to you speak earlier, I'm reminded that you've written how many books have you written? I've written uh, seven books. Seven, seven books. books. I say seven and a half because the eighth one is still not ready to be printed. Okay, not yeah. quite ready for but prime seven. Time. Yeah, but uh, I've read one of them, and uh, it's great to uh, to have you here today in the studio and talking about your personal experience. We have two very unique businesses, and uh, and you're at different stages of ministry development. So. I'm going to start with Doug because uh, you've been doing this a while, and uh, Jake Becknell has uh, has been really intentional about ministering to others. So, give us 
give us an overview of what that means and give folks that are listening an idea of how they can change their community. They can change their world in the name of Jesus. So, Doug, what does that look like for you? You you have a platform. You are using yep. it. So share that with us. Well, uh, culturally, I mean, um, what you said is, is uh, spot on. Jake has been very intentional um, at the beginning, um, letting folks know that, that, you know, we're just servants. Um, we do... Uh, a number of programs. I mean, first of all, and the, and the and the biggest thing is we tie the portion of our 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 um, net income to um, uh, to a charitable committee, and we support about uh, anywhere between sixty to ninety community organizations. Um, last year, we hit a over a number of years of giving. We we. Um, Hit a hit our million dollar mark. So um, even during times when it was difficult to give, uh, you know, we we kept our commitment. Um, we've been involved with the National Christian Foundation and helping us with. Uh, uh, they've been they've been very um, good in terms of uh, giving us direction in our committee. Um, we. We have uh, corporate chaplains at both our Tampa facility and our Las Vegas facility. Um, and we also do something kind of fun. It's uh, called volun- uh, volunteer paid time off. So we give our employees uh, 40 hours a year to uh, donate their own time to, uh, to a ministry of their choice. And uh, that's, that's um, been, been pretty popular. So all this, all this is in our handbook, and and when new folks come aboard, they, um, you know, all this is outlined for them. Now you're telling me, as Tampa Bay Business Journal Chief Financial Officer of the year of the year, right? <laughs> it wasn't decade. Now you've always you always told me it was of the decade. Okay, it was of the year, it right? Recognized this last year. This better not be a low blow. No. So <laughs> there it goes. But, there it goes. So you're telling me that as bright as you are and the handle that you have, you use a committee of employees, cross section of your employees that make that decision. It's not you, it's not Jake, but there's a volunteer committee of your employees that that yes. determine that. Yeah, actually, we have um, um, clear goals in the committee. Uh, our number one goal in our charitable committee is spreading the gospel. So um, we we do a lot of domestic things. We um, and it's just been our our heart has been drawn to our community here. Um, we've spoken to other committees and and shared ideas and best practices and some some are drawn to international type needs but but ours is 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 right here locally and i don't want to betray any uh, of the dirty laundry uh but you had a time when there was there was some change as we all know as we uh in in the whole world of obamacare and and changing healthcare field that you had there was a quarter there was a a time uh a few years ago that you had to had to make some tough decisions and and what i like is that the very man who 
asked you to to get aligned with God and wanted you to be part of the C12 experience, in many ways your mentor, Jake Bechtel, he had an opportunity to listen to you. So just kind of share that, just real quick, that what that looked like, and you talked about that tithing. What did that look like for that tough decision for you well, as CFO? Um, it has been difficult. Um, when I first joined the organization, we um, I, I was brought on uh, to help uh, grow the organization, and um, we were in the red. Um, and uh, Jake came to me and said, "You know what? We're still going to make our, our tithing." Yeah. And I and I called him irresponsible. <laughs> I said that uh, you know, as as your accountant, I, I wouldn't advise this. And uh, and he sat me down and said, "Doug, we're going to do this. One because we made some commitments, but number two, we won't get the blessings unless we give." Mm-hmm. Very well. And. Yeah. Um, and I went, I thought he was crazy. But mm. we ended up the following year having our, having a record year in revenue and profitability. And so what I love about that, Doug, was that here's your mentor who trusts you in many ways, but when it came time, that was part of your development. And I think of Jesus and, and how in that three and a half years, as he worked with his disciples, he was intentional. It was a training period. He knew when his life was going to come to an end. He was fulfilling God's plan. And I think what's great about Jake mentoring you was that he trusts you, and yet when there was an opportunity for a little teaching to go on, he took advantage of that opportunity. And you've respected that and, and appreciated that. Very humble now with regard to the uh, <laughs> well, We know Jake is bigger than life, so uh, and he's uh, in just the the few times that I've sat in on C twelve groups with Jake, he's had an impact on on my life uh, as well. Burke, what as as one who did the U turn last uh, January with your company and saying, guys, we're we're going in a new direction. And uh, we're doing it for God. What what tips would you have, or what recommendations would you have, uh, in just getting started, um, so that people realize that they you don't just become what Anaseo Healthcare is, but there's a starting place. Well, one thing I know that for me, anyways, and it's probably for everybody else, uh, for everyone listening, anytime. There's something new, uh, the unknown. It's somewhat a little scary, and other times a little terrifying, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite frankly. But uh, a member, uh, a friend of mine once said that uh, the anticipation of the punch is a lot worse than the actual punch. And when we shift our mindset from what you know, what's this going to cost me to you know, what blessings I'm going to receive, uh, it and the blessings of just peace. Uh, peace and knowing that you know God is the captain of your ship and and the master literally of all our faith faith um, my, my recommendation is to do it even though the flesh says all logic may be opposed to it you know we're in the red at one time and and um, and knowing that you have to give before you can receive and and do that willingly like Jake I so respect him and Sometimes people, Burke, why do you do what you do? I said, well, it's the right, it's the right thing to do, and uh, and 
So that's what I would recommend. I'd say, hey, in your gut, there's that little voice, that Holy Spirit's talking to you right now, wherever you are, whether you're at home or you're walking or you're in your car, and there's something you need to be doing, and you know exactly what it is. And go do it. Yeah. Hey, this this time has just zipped by. I know when I said we're going to join together for an hour, it's like, what are we going to talk about for an hour? And uh, I hope as you're listening that uh, that you've got some tips today that perhaps can help you to make that decision that you need to make. Hey, let me uh, follow up here and uh, wrap up our show with some of Jim's reminders. If you're dreaming of getting away with your sweetheart and spending some romantic time together, Doug, uh, as you get uh, plans for marriage here. Um, Escape from the business of life and take a detour from routine schedules. Let us do the planning and just pack your bags. February 5th and 9th, 2015 will be a treat for you and your spouse. Strengthen your marriage through undistracted time together. Group teaching, purposeful discussions, great food, and optional excursions in Cozumel. If this sounds like a dream come true, then plan to join Jim and Martha for the second annual Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat, sponsored by I Work for Him. I promise there'll be no Jim Brangenberg in a Speedo. Uh, He may do a cannonball, but that's it. So uh, plan to join uh, uh, Jim and Martha for that great cruise. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up on uh, just a few of our reminders. The I Work For Him show is all about purposely equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. So if you have to ask yourself, are you a Christ follower? Have you ever come to a place in your life where you've allowed Jesus Christ to become Lord of your life? This is the first step in the I Work For Him process. If you want to know more about becoming a Christ follower, email Jim at jim at iworkforhim.com or message him on Facebook and we can talk he can tell you uh, what that means well it's been great to uh, to be with you today you're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host Jim Brangenberg I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business but ultimately I work for him